big boy. Big boy hours now, baby. <laughs> That's right. We're talking so much, I got to come up with different nicknames for my dog. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, it's good. It keeps things fresh as we are pummeling them with content. Mm, hitting you over the head with the damn content. Them meaning y'all. Them meaning y'all. Y'all, y'all the listener. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, thank you so you much, listeners. Let's give a shout out to our listeners. We haven't really talked about you guys other than on uh, Twitter. Uh, yeah, shout out to you guys for keeping the lights on. You know what I'm saying? I'm just kidding. We're barely making any money, but thank you guys for listening. Yeah, and we we do have ads, and you guys are kind enough to listen to them. And you know, we don't want to do ads, but you know, it is a, it is a new world that we're living in. You know, feel free to hit that 30 second fast forward skip button. We won't make an ad that's longer than that. And um, you can keep speak for yourself. I haven't confirmed that with my attorney yet. So, (laughs) (laughs) your your attorney is not editing these damn five minute commercials down to thirty seconds. Uh, That's true, but my agent will get in touch with you because we got to renegotiate anyway. So, oh, oh, price went up. Price going up. Uh, Uh, No, no, but I I do appreciate all listeners, Jason. I wouldn't want to to not take that seriously. Mm -hmm. And thank you so much for engaging with us on social media. I love engagement. That's really what drives me. That's a driving force in my life is engagement on social media. And thank God um, you're there for it because you get great engagement compared to me. Yeah, I do. Well, you know, Jason, it's the difference between being popping and not popping. Um, um, I, I don't really know how else to you're, say it. You're more of, you like, to, <laughs> you like to do more of a street sweeper style. <laughs> and then I'm more of a calculated sniper when it comes to social media. I think that's you true. Know, Maybe that's why we work so well together. Like we're we're both approach. gonna get to four thousand likes. You're gonna do it in a series of eighty to seventy five <laughs> tweets, and I'm gonna do it in two. It is you know uh, it is what it is. There's there's more than one way to skin a big cat. All right. Well, let me get let me get our, uh, one of our technologists in here, and we'll, we'll do a review of who's got the highest virality. <laughs> and you I say one of our technologists. <laughs> exactly. You know, I got technologists on deck. Well, have somebody come in and really take a hard look at these metrics, and they'll be like, "Damn, CB is truly more." I'm gonna popping, need you to take a look at this, Trevor. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Can you take a look at my metrics, please? <laughs> um, man, today's a great day. We've had a lot of great stuff happen already. Yeah, I mean, stuff that you want to keep that you want to talk about now, or do you want to save for when we're when we're cooking on pod? Well, I mean, we should probably talk about Phoebe Bridgers now because Carly might not care. So. Yes, Phoebe Bridgers, known known um, CB fan, <laughs> CB known fan. She, I, she's I a known listened, fan of mine as well. I would imagine she she, she released a new song today. I, I only looked at the video with the sound off. Wow, um, it's it, yeah. It's, I, I have a problem. I, I I consume almost all of my video content um, with the sound off. <laughs> uh. <laughs> That seems. <laughs> I mean, obviously, a music video with the sound off is useless. But I will look at the video. Like, I don't care about music videos anymore. They're so disposable. But I, I will listen to her sure. song on Spotify. Brought to you by Spotify. That's that is cap. But like, um, if I'm watching Instagram stories, the sound is always off. I already pre-downloaded her album onto my phone. But the the new song is called um, Kyoto. Uh, Kyoto, and the video looks like. I don't know if the video was shot pre or post Corona, but it's very timely because it's like her on a green screen. The video is really cool. Actually. The video could have been shot in a time of core. We'll never know. And that's sort of the, the fun. That is the fun. <laughs> that is but the, the, the song. 
the song slaps. It looks like she got her little budget up. She got a horn section on that joint. Um, and and since Chris has worked in the entertainment biz for so long, he knows the the cost of a horn section. Um, I'm not saying the horn section is particularly expensive, but I don't think she had that kind of budget when she was doing a seven inch with with you know Ryan Adams. <laughs> now that that Connor bag is hitting bigger, huh? Connor bag hitting big. She's getting that. She's getting that. Where is he from? Omaha. She's getting that Omaha money, boy. That's like you know that's different. That's mid. That's Midwest. No, money. no one's ever said getting that Omaha money unless it was a derogatory statement. Yeah, it's not going so well. I'm, I'm basically just getting Omaha money at this point until my until my unemployment check comes. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to help reframe Omaha in the in the public sphere. Um, but yeah, that was great news. And I've also, you know, I, I, I did an IG live yesterday. Yeah, you've, you've been doing a decent amount of IG lives. Bitch, Maybe, I've, done two, I, I've done two IG lives. That's not a decent amount. That's two. That's two in what, three days? Well, yeah, but Ben's was scheduled. That was more serious. And then, you know, I felt like I should use my platform for good and promote my favorite band. Yeah, we're almost up to doing one a day, which, you know, you think you know someone. But I, I support it. I mean, I, I, mean, I have done... I have done one live stream, and I think I'm doing one in like a week and what a half. What live stream did like you that. do? I did one for a friend of mine who does a, a, a food podcast. He was doing these these like five o'clock live thingies where he just hits up his homies and they talk about food and stuff. I mean, if it was up to me, if I had the resources, I would do like a full-on Letterman-style talk show. Mm. Like have a set and really go crazy and do it every day, but obviously that's not going to happen. John Mayer's already doing it, unfortunately. So, so are you saying you got bit by the by the bug? The IG Live bug? I don't think I've gotten bit. I mean, I think it's sometimes they're good if there's like an actual format and there's like something happening. I mean, there's mm-hmm. two... If it's just like two people talking about it's like... It's yeah, just like fun. here's two famous people in their bad living room, and they're gonna be like, yeah. "Isn't it weird how like we used to go outside?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, the only thing I really want to watch is Pedro and Zach Bia in the fucking mix. That's my shit, boy. And and shout out to Tim Coleman, who's also getting his little mix in as well. I've seen. I lo- I love it. I love the stupid backgrounds and the whole thing. It's like actually fun and pretty funny, and the music's good. Like, That's another example of something that I have watched with the sound off. Because the visuals are that good, bro. Visuals mm-hmm. hit. I think Yimmy Yeo. Did Yimmy Yeo do the visuals for that? I don't know. Maybe. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't know with these creative directors but i mean like that's another like like i i will i will watch that because it will have like funny cool visuals and it looks like a fun place to hang out and be in but i know that whatever like i can watch it with the sound off because whatever you know like genuine pony is being played by zach bia or you know like uh um, some type of rapper that i've never heard of that is is going to be very big someday song i don't i don't need to hear it i, I believe i just like to they watch. dropped i think they dropped that new bad drake song before anybody else did Great. No yeah that's an example yeah you here's a bad drake song awesome bro, that, like, bro, that, that, bro that that song sucks man <laughs> i only listened to it once and i was like Drake can do better than this. Come on, it's un, it's in in TJ terms, it's unrinsable, mate. Like I couldn't listen to that more than a couple times. It is it is unrinsable. It is dry clean only. <laughs> we can't. That's dry clean only. You got to drop that off. It's going to cost fifteen dollars. That's you know a, what I mean. That's like, a drop off track. 
you you can't throw the Tide Pod in and just let it rock. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, I mean, it's 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 it's. I mean, do you think those those things happen because he doesn't have, or he only has like yes men in his in his camp? I or? think I think that he is at this point solely focused on like money and and fame and like the success of it all, and creativity is secondary. That's what I think. Mm, takes one to know one, huh? Um, okay, on that note, um, let's, uh, let's, <laughs> but, but I feel stuff. like somebody, somebody in Drake's posse needs to be telling him like, Hey bro, like he remember these 10 songs that you made, they're all really good. And all the lines that you say are, are smart and witty and dude, and are give good. Him some lean. So give just him some um, lean. here are your, here are your five sentences that were kind of bad <laughs> and fix them. That's all you need no, to we do. Need, just just we need self-edit. Drake. We need Drake back in Toronto with 40 in the lab with some lean and some weed, bro. That's what we need. Do you think I, that, Drake we, was really doing lean? He was not doing lean. Yeah, of course he was doing lean. What it's do drinking, mean? bro. It's not like he's shooting up. Like, who can't drink a little lean? It's NBD. I don't think you can say, of course, Drake was doing anything. I, you know, he, Fair he, enough. He might have been a Hollywood sipper. You know what I'm saying? He might is, have been a Hollywood sipper. He's one billion percent a Hollywood sipper. <laughs> he might not. We got to we gotta call her. We okay. Gotta, <laughs> We'll put um, this one on ice. Yeah, we'll put this on ice, just like my fucking double cup. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> we're going to call uh, Carly Sorrentino. Uh, you might know her as Carly Slut Ever. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a, a known columnist at Vogue.com. Mm-hmm. She had a TV show on Viceland, which I can't wait to roast. I'm sure she has some good commentary for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's doing a bunch of other shit. Hollywood. You know what I mean? She's a Hollywood hollywood person now and she also was on that joe swanberg show easy and i think she had a relationship with mark maron on the show so i can't wait to ask her about that oh that was her yeah 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 that's right we're going all the way back to some mumblecore netflix material i forgot Um, about that show it 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 was actually terrible but every like fifth one would be good tj definitely low-key watched that show you know we know you did we know you did (laughs) you're you're a maron stan anyway um (laughs) let me call carly okay all right <laughs> hey, what's up? Can you hear me? Oh yeah, we can hear you. You're coming in loud and clear. Okay, Mage. Oh my god, okay. Damn, damn, you got a nice ass kitchen though. What's really good? <laughs> really? Well, this is LA. So like my kitchen in New York, like it was it's just when you move to LA, like things you're like feel glamorous, but it's just like you live in somewhere that's like vaguely you can move around in it, like minorly move around. I'll take minor. Uh, also, do you have headphones? Are you gonna just are you just gonna rock? I guess I should put in headphones, right? It'd be very helpful for our sound quality. Okay, let me do it. I don't really mind. I mean, this happened yesterday where I was like doing, I was like interviewing somebody um, <laughs> with someone else. This is a great story. It could have been anyone, honestly. <laughs> and um, and I didn't know how to turn off my camera, so it was just like pointing my camera at, yeah like something else and them having like the technological capability to just turn their camera off it's embarrassing well, jason's the av team of this podcast so don't expect much from me anyway so what's up um okay sorry i'm like rushing to try to find my headphones <laughs> i yeah i was talking to ryan yesterday and he was like i can't believe that you guys have never met and i was like i know like oh like uh, about you guys <laughs> But I don't think we've ever met in real life. Are you talking about Ryan O'Connell? Yeah. Mm. 
friend of the show, uh, friend of Carly's. Um, I don't, I don't really know either, but I think that you know it happens. Life moves fast. Yeah, he yeah. That well, I've seen you on Netflix, but never in the streets. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen. I went to your hood, and they didn't know you, so I don't know. <laughs> okay. So you're okay. so you're I've, currently I've in LA. Do you live in LA full time? I do live in LA full time. Yeah. Sick. What what hood are you in? If you don't mind me asking. In Koreatown. Mm. Got my headphones. Okay. Yeah. And where are you guys? You're in New York, right? No, I, I'm wide. Well, I live in New York, but I'm in Montreal because my girl lives here. Um, Jason is in Glendale. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? That's nice. Thank you. <laughs> Nobody has ever said that on this podcast. They say, oh, that's really? a place. <laughs> People have I been talking about how, um, how about how Koreatown, like how absent it is, is really alarming. Is it what's what's the what's the scene report like over there? Oh, that's interesting. Given that I'm not going anywhere else, I don't have anything to compare it to. I mean, <laughs> just just more people are like, you know, I thought going to like the Hollywood Walk of Fame or Sunset Strip would be really weird, but Koreatown was was maybe the most jarring because it's always so full of people walking around on the streets and stuff. I I live on a side street. To me, it feels Flex. the same. It feels the same. What I like about Koreatown it is the least pretentious neighborhood ever. It's mm-hmm. 100% people walking their dogs in their full disgusting pajamas mm-hmm. and people wearing masks before any of this even happened. <laughs> so, and, and then, and then Corona came around. <laughs> yeah. Damn. How okay. long have you, ahead of the how long have you lived in, in LA? If, I thought you lived, I thought you, uh, split your time. I thought your Instagram bio had an NY and then a plane emoji and then in LA. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> um, if so, that would be sick. It, it would be really sick. That's why I'm asking. Uh, yeah, I've never gotten there yet. I was a <laughs> bi-coastal, very uh, high status but until recently. But um, I actually moved to LA officially last month, and I had to move during Corona from uh, from here remotely. It was one of the worst things I've ever done. I mean, I don't want to say that given that I, people are going through much worse, but it was very annoying. You're saying you had to move your stuff from New York cross country to Koreatown in Corona pandemic. In Corona pandemic, this yeah. is a safe space to complain about stuff that um, is not as bad as other people. So don't worry. <gasps> Our listeners are only coastal elite snobs who can at least sympathize with you. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I didn't even realize we were recording yet, so I'm glad that I've been trying <laughs> to be so interesting. <laughs> um, oh, so- we we recording. Okay, so basically, yes, what happened is I (laughs) – here's my corona sob story. So my boyfriend and I were buying a house like right at the beginning, right before this happened. Like we were buying this house. We were like, this is our dream house, freaking out. We uh, won this bidding war. We were uh, taking our dog to the neighborhood and walking around pretending we live there, being like, this is our coffee shop. We live here. (laughs) Like, (laughs) shit. And then – and then that, as we were doing the, we were in escrow and we were doing all the clo- the inspections, that week hit where suddenly in three days, it was just like Tom Hanks has coronavirus, sports don't exist anymore, um, you know, travel restrictions, and it all happened at once. And it just started to be like, oh, fuck, like, everyone's saving, but our savings are evaporating in the stock market. Like, 
Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't feel like he could sell the condo he lives in because his realtor was like, no one's going to be buying anything. Then we have two houses. It just was like, mm-hmm. not the time. Not the time. And it was so sad. And it started to make me realize, like, oh, and you know, I don't have a job. Like, I can't take on a mortgage right now. I don't know when the next time I'm going to work is realistically. Like, maybe this is going to last forever. Um, forever. Hey, meaning, come like, on. I don't hey, know, six yeah. months. <laughs> <laughs> well, did your business manager step in and say, like, don't do this? Or did you have to make that decision yourself? Well, my sort of very liberal business manager was like, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, he was like, if you're going to overpay on something, overpay on a house. I was like, okay. Fair advice. I mean, um, sure, sure, I guess. I mean, that's, I love that advice. I mean, because I was like, more so than like a scarf on Grailed. That's true. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Put the raft down, cop the house. Mm-hmm. I understand. Mm-hmm. I understand. Um, because, you know, housing prices are going to go down now. So I was like, aren't you buying on top of the market? He's like, you can overpay for a house. But um, I did not take his advice. But I did have to pay somebody in New York. This is a service. And if anyone needs this, I have the perfect woman. She had to go to my apartment in New York and just manage my move for me. And I FaceTimed her for hours. She went through every single thing in my apartment. And I told her what to pack and what to throw out. That's a service that I would absolutely spend any amount of money on. That is amazing. It was no, she's the most amazing person in the whole world. She manages my friends. She works for the Fed, which is so weird. But just as a side job, she like manages Airbnbs because she's like likes to make money and be organized. You know what? I like the. Fr- <laughs> I'm. I'd love to make money. Organization, not my specialty. So I, I can I can relate on one level. Uh, does she, does she, so who puts you in touch with this person? She's my friend's friend and just my friend's Airbnb. It was amazing. Okay. But it's so, it's literally like that dildo can go in the trash. I don't want that anymore. <laughs> but like that chair, I need. <laughs> like it's all of you, you, you don't even realize how much stuff you have. It's so crazy. Because that's probably one of the most intimate things you could share with a stranger is them going through like, like you just said, your you know, your tax papers and sex toys and like, oh, I don't need that lotion <laughs> yeah. thingy or whatever. Like your most intimate things in, of your entire life. Um, I know. It's true. And also I think one of the good things about it is that – have you guys Marie Kondoed? Yes. Uh, no. You have, yeah. Jason? I have. I still fold my socks like a dumbass to this day. <laughs> you sell out, bitch. I, I don't – What do you mean? You, this is I, good growth for me. Trust me. I don't, I'm not a hoarder per se, but I really like to be surrounded by my stuff. You know, you know what I mean? And, and I've, my Marie Kondoing is packing up, uh, Supreme t-shirts from 2005 with tags on them and mailing them to my parents' house. Uh, so you deal with this swag. Yeah. Mom, take my swag off my hands. Um, I, I don't but do the, all the condo, but I do. I still organize my closet by color. <laughs> I, I fold my socks in a, a special way, and but Damn, I, if bro. I throw shit away, I don't like. I don't th- say a, a few words. I just I just throw it away. <laughs> Are you condo yes. house early? Well, I totally agree that it's growth, and I did it um, a while ago. And then I was just saying that when someone else is packing your stuff, it's that times a thousand because. You're not going to make someone dig through the box of old, disgusting vibrators. You're just going to be like, I don't want that anymore. You're not going to find the one that maybe you'll use again, you know? <laughs> so Old Faithful is done. Yeah. So I threw out so much of my stuff because I just was like, I didn't want to ha- her to have to dig around. And I think then just you start the to, 
it's for the best. And then you start to realize, like, I don't even think I know when I'm losing. You know how if you're, mm. like, editing, you feel like you can't lose anything on a script or something, and then you're editing it, and then, like, you read it a bit later, and you, like, can't even remember what you took out? Mm-hmm. If thank feels, thank you for like talking that. to us. Thank you for mm-hmm. talking to us like we're members of the Hollywood committee too. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're fellow, fellow guild members. Can, yeah, yeah <laughs> we, we know exactly what you're talking about. We have to get a, we have to get a scan of your guild card b- before we publish this episode. So if you could just send <laughs> oh, that over, wow. that'd, be, that'd be great. But, <laughs> you, but <laughs> you, you, you instantly don't even remember what you were throwing away. And that's a great part about life. Yes, I can put it in like podcast editing terms. That's, that's the way your brain functions. I don't even know if you edit this podcast. That's something else I should have asked ahead of time. There's a very uh, light amount of editing only okay. only at your at your request. All right. Um, Otherwise, we just let it spray. <laughs> yeah, you got to let it spray. We come into your neighborhood and we but spray. But if you name some um, names, we'll we'll cut it out for you. Oh, no, you... I just want to know if I had room to say anything boring, but I'll keep up. Absolutely not. No, you don't. Absolutely not. We're running. This is a fucking marathon. You got to go all 26 miles. We do three shows a week. You know, these people take what they get. They're animals. Yeah. Yeah, They're stuck. They don't have much of a choice. They need entertainment. Um, So what did you, during this process, what did you find that you had a lot more of than you thought? Or or like, like you were like, oh my God, I did not know I had this. I have to get rid of this shit. During the Marie Kondo? um, Yeah. Birkins. Birkin going crazy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I do, I have a lot of, is just slob clothes, which I think is also a terrible (laughs) sign of moving to LA. Like in New York, I got, I had a level of dignity that was not (laughs) that high. Choose your Uh, next words wisely, sweetie. uh, (laughs) This is a bad, this, this podcast is always a battle of the coasts. So please continue. (laughs) No, everyone, everyone knows that that New York be dressing much better than LA. That's for sure. <laughs> so much that, um, like when I hadn't been to New York in a while and I would go to New York and I would sit in a, in a, like a lunch spot or whatever, just to go somewhere totally normal. It would be an erotic experience because <laughs> I would be like, people here are so beautiful. They appear to have showered today. This is amazing. <laughs> I know. Do you guys um, remember going to a lunch spot? Oh God! <laughs> I know. TV, I can't even believe I just said lunch. But I've never said that before in my whole life. But like, um, but yeah, I had I hit a wall yesterday where I just had a tantrum where I was like, I miss restaurants. That's the number one thing I miss for sure. Restaurants in the gym. Yeah, the gym. Are you guys getting fat? <laughs> oh hell! Are you crazy? The only thing <laughs> I care about is leaving this shit hotter. <laughs> <laughs> We uh, what are you, yeah we have not you, gotten fatter thank God but I I've been cooking a fuckload I've right been, so I've been big bacon Jason's an incredible right. cook to to situate you so like his cooking is not like cup of noodles it's like full <laughs> restaurant it's like restaurant level food right. and why are you so good at cooking you've just been doing it for years yeah just just doing it for years self taught off watching like Food Network when I was a kid and then just you know cooking up in the lab afterwards. That's great. And then he's probably, I mean, I've seen all these memes like we're going to leave this either a chef or an alcoholic. Mm -hmm. I mean, that tracks for me too. I've been cooking a lot, which is not something that I usually do. And I really like it. The thing I like about it is that it feels productive, but you don't actually have to think very much. Yeah, it's it's good for people for kind of like anxious people who need to feel like a sense of completion or like you you did something, but you can kind of turn your brain off. 
at the same time and just use the bod. Right. And so I've been doing that more. And I thought that I was going to leave this fatter because I, it's really difficult for me to push myself. I work with a trainer a couple times a week. I can exercise mm. by myself, you know, to, to my heart's desire. I will never push myself as hard as when I'm with sure. the trainer. Um, but you can I say have, his or her name. Oh, Olive. It's a woman. <laughs> I'm a female trainer. Do you go to a gym or does Olive come to the crib? I go to a gym. I do. She's a kickboxing trainer. I've been in kickboxing for like 10 months. I'm going to be, I'm sure I'll be shit at it when we leave this because it'll be the longest amount of time that I haven't been training. Wow. So how did you come to kickboxing? Do you want to empower yourself or did you just think it was like a fun workout? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> he, clearly, he clearly hasn't yeah, what, met Olive before. What are the, what are the, op, what other options are there? Just wanting to get shredded or wanting to be able to kill somebody. There's only two ways it's going to go. That's true. Basically what happened was, um, <laughs> good point. Okay. Okay. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, Struggle to find wor- things, working workouts that I actually like. I like to work out hard, but distract, like feel like my brain is distracted so that mm-hmm. I don't realize that I'm working out. And I'm also really anxious. And I found that um, actually hitting something is great for your mental health, but also that it's a skill. So as I get better at it, it actually feels like there's progress versus if you're just running. I'm like, what is the point of running? <laughs> you're like what's happened i feels like abstract you know, where it's like oh i'm getting better at this thing like, it's like a it's called a sport guy it's a sport <laughs> no, that's, yeah i was gonna say let me let me mansplain this i've been sport, hearing about babe. sports okay, lately sports. Oh. <laughs> you ever heard of fucking football all right so yeah. you so you get you get the, the the satisfaction of feeling yourself getting better at this thing that seemed like you would never even be good at it 10 months ago when you started yeah, and it's like rather than just saying, okay, sprint back and forth, it's like, okay, try and kick this thing as hard as you can to knock it over or whatever it is. And then if you just, it's like you can focus and try and achieve something rather than just push yourself without a goal. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I, I also, I, get, I love I the that. running shade. Yeah, I, I'm going to def- defend running um, just real quick um, in the court of uh, how long gone public opinion. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> the... Um, I find that that I black out when I run. Like if I get into the groove and the music is hitting, I'm I'm like not I'm I'm completely lost in my own world. There's a Murakami book about it if you guys want to read it. Um, but anyway, uh, <laughs> do not I let her get caught in the groove because she will go. Exactly. I, I mean, today I did I did like eight and a half nine miles outside, and it's just so much. I don't know. Damn. To me, that's I'm impressive, old. man. I've always ran like on and off because my dad's a runner and so is my sister. Like they do like races and shit. Um, but I never loved it and I still don't necessarily love it, but I do like what it does for me mentally. It's a different high than first of all, let me just Carly, I'm also sober, so I clearly have issues. So <laughs> I'm I'm it's a different high than like lifting weights. Could you it's, could you describe this wow. high possibly, Chris? Um it's a I would say and and I don't like to throw this term around, TJ, but mm. euphoric. Um, mm. Like I would I wouldn't say it lasts too long. It's a 15, 20 minute situation, but then the rest of the day, the way my body feels, like of course there's like aches and pains because I'm older and I'm pushing myself, obviously like a professional athlete. Um, but the <laughs> but the but the but just in general, like your body feels it feels good. You feel lean and like hungry in a good way. 
I, I can't explain mm-hmm. it. It's, it's, it's been interesting because I've been running a lot during the quarantine because it's obviously the easiest thing to do. Yeah. Um, so you so you feel like when when it's time to eat your meal, you're like, I'm going to eat a bunch of food because my body needs it and I'm going to feel great versus like I shouldn't have had that. I wouldn't, say a bunch, I wouldn't say a bunch of food. I still substitute bread for rice cakes, but I, you know what I mean. <laughs> I, I know what you mean. You know that's I mean. great that's that's so many miles how long does it take you to do that like how long did you run today it's like an hour hour and five maybe you can just keep running you don't have to stop and walk <laughs> no 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 <laughs> i did what about I a mean, water break you bring water <laughs> with you or no 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 bro i fucking i drink a i drink a liter and a half before i leave i have a wake up i have some a homemade cold brew that just gets me fucking going like a couple bumps then i drink the water and then I fucking run, man. It, and you sweat. It just, I don't know. What I, happens I just, when you're when you're on mile seven out there in the Canadian Rockies and you have to go number one? What do you do? That doesn't happen to me. I've never had to do that. But I do know, a, <laughs> I, was, I, was friends with, I, I was friends with a girl. Suit yourself. Uh, I, I was friends with a girl in, um, in growing up, like in the, in the hardcore scene that was like a really serious runner and like went on to be a professional. And it's very common for runners to have to stop and take shits when doing distance runs in public mm-hmm. because they like, because it's, that's just like what it does to your body, I guess, when you're right. on like mile 15. Um, but anyway, yeah. uh, we've seen but that. You don't experience, you haven't experienced that yet. No, but when I hit mile 15, I probably still won't do that because I'm squeamish, but um, I guess you don't have a choice, really. <laughs> If you're running by a Four Seasons, then maybe you'll stop. But otherwise, yeah, exactly. No. Yeah, if I'm if I'm if I'm turning the corner at Balthazar and I can just hop downstairs, then that's fine. But I don't know if <laughs> you know. I don't know if I could just go in the woods. But running—that's <laughs> what I've found about running. But I think kickboxing. I've heard a lot of people really fall in love with that, and a lot of guys, Jason, I know, are in love with like um, jujitsu, which I think is a similar thing that you get good at, and you're like working towards a goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know it really does. I get that feeling of blacking out. Working out has always been important to my for my mental health, but it's always been difficult to find that feeling of being able to forget where you are and what you're doing. That's a really hard feeling to achieve. I think um, it's the only without thing drugs. That, yeah, drugs. Yeah, that's never right. taken me there. That's the whole problem. I mean, yeah. it's, the, it's the whole thing. Yeah, I but think I, I think what you were talking about before of of feeling like where it's different when you're actually hitting something that feeling you get i think that type of working out where you can't concentrate on anything except for what you're doing at that moment is is like that real mental clarity that you hit only with super strenuous exercise yeah exactly and also not and it being challenging enough that you have to focus if you're doing combinations or whatever um it's i'm really competitive so and I was really big in sports when I was younger in high school. That was and my then, that was my next question. What did you play? What did you do in high school? I played soccer and basketball. I was like really um like I was captain of my varsity basketball and soccer teams. Like I was like a sporty, yeah. like an annoying sporty person with like very like a lot of thigh muscles. Um <laughs> Did you get a full ride this- to Villanova? <laughs> I did not. Mm, okay. <laughs> <Of course. laughs> oh, so no full ride. That is unfortunate. But at least you have the quads to, to prove. Yeah, that, I had know? really thick quads, but um, it always was about competition for me. Like I would regularly foul a lot of basketball games because I would just get so angry that I would just be like too aggressive with people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think so. So not a Virgo. Not a Virgo. I don't know that much about um, 
whatever astrology, but I'm Libra. Good for you. Is that a competitive one? Couldn't tell you. I don't, we don't know either. We just know that we're both we're both Virgos and we're thriving. So we just like to meet other. We just like to meet other Virgos. Yeah, some some signs are rising, but we are thriving. <laughs> In general. In general. Is quarantine work? Is like does quarantine work well on you guys? You know, I'm actually shocked at how well I'm handling it. I thought I would have already had a couple meltdowns, and I've been pretty zenned out overall. <laughs> I'm not really, I'm like a guy, I have, I don't, honestly, I don't think I've been in one place for a month in a really long time. So it's been, it's been pretty good, I think, overall. Jason, you're, you're thriving. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would say I'm, I'm doing fine. <laughs> I haven't had any, any breakdowns, but I was, I was talking, which is something I want to talk to you about, about, um, quarantining with your partner versus alone and how that affects, um, sex drive. Oh right, yeah. You're, I think, yeah, you're an expert, so go, yeah. You know, well, take the floor. I was talking yesterday with my <laughs> with my girlfriend, and she was talking about how some of her friends were saying that they were experiencing a lack of sex drive, and it seemed like a, a through line was that was happening to people who were quarantining with their partner, and then the alone quarantiners are hornier than they've ever been in their entire they're life. Fuck, they're jerking off on Zoom again. Yeah, again, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking FaceTime sledding all day. <laughs> yeah, I think that, I mean, to steal something that my therapist said, Please. she's like, I think it seems as though everything is increased. Like, it's, there's, it's increased in every direction. Like, there's all this research from China that um, after quarantine, more people got divorced, but also <laughs> more people got married. And more people had kids, like birth mm. rates spiked too. So it just feels like everything's I being think, magnified, good and bad. Yeah, right, exactly. Um, and then I think that that feels true. I feel like personally, I've had swings where sometimes I just have this roaming anxiety about what whatever it is, the future, uncertainty, money, my job, and that's not erotic, obviously. And you sometimes feel kind of gross because you're in sweatpants constantly so yeah. it's not even like oh your partner doesn't seem appealing it's for me sexually feeling being able to feel turned on it has i have to feel like good about myself as well mm-hmm. and so if i'm like look like gross and i then i can't be <laughs> into it, really. are you are you trying are you are you making an effort to not look gross or is it are you just saying fuck it are or? you putting are you putting on the mew mew and the prada or are you just putting on the sweats uh, <laughs> i'm just i'm really just putting on the sweats i think i should make an effort but like we need, yeah are you guys putting on pants like what's happening like what's what should i do <laughs> what's happening um <laughs> I I would say that unfortunately um, I run a little hot, so I do like to wear a comfortable short during the day. Jason is known for his shorts wearing because he's very tall and pants are hard to find that have his correct inseam. Um, so we both we <laughs> oh, both embrace you, we both embrace shorts for different reasons. Um, but it, when it's dinner time, I like to put on a pair of pants and maybe a shirt that has a collar. But I wear those all the time. That's not like special for me. Um, you do just at home with you and your girlfriend. Yeah, I'll just put on some jeans and an so Oxford. So you'll you'll do a wardrobe change for dinner. Yes, I'm also showering twice a day. You know, so I 
I, are uh, you are you eating uh-huh. are, and when you guys eat dinner you're eating dinner at the dinner table and, and setting it and having a proper meal or are you guys eating it no, on we, the couch no, while you're watching no, one of your no, favorite I, episodes I, of the office he loves the office i love <laughs> office first of all fuck you and the office <laughs> slander office is a fucking classic dumbass everybody um, loves it see thank you carly thank you team office uh i um mm-hmm. no no eat at the table actually and jason sidebar uh, we can talk about this later, but started party down and you're right. It is really good. Great. I had never watched it before. Um, anyway, yeah, we, eat, we eat dinner like normal people, sophisticated, civilized. I don't eat dinner on like a couch. I don't like that. It's gross. Apparently you get fatter than too, because something that my therapist <laughs> also told me without asking, she was like, don't eat in front of the TV because you eat more. Cause you don't, you're not conscious of what you're eating. You don't taste food and you get fat. I was like, thanks. <laughs> that is true. But also sometimes that is the best kind of eating. You know, Sometimes you need to black out. Dude, food tastes better when you're in front of the TV. And also TV is better when you're eating. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't agree with this guys. I that did, is I big facts. Disagree. Unfortunately, <laughs> you guys, you guys like eating too much. I think that's the issue. True. <laughs> are you not? It's a so source you're of wearing, pleasure. So, Carly, what's the? Let's. We need to walk through the day. What time are you getting up? Are you getting dressed? Like, are you? What are we doing? I mean, I set my alarm for ten minutes before you guys called. And <laughs> it was really hard for me to get out. I'm not joking. I was like, what? So was noon. Like, <laughs> noon. <laughs> yeah, what are you, a fucking teenage boy rebelling? <laughs> How I'm late gone, were you out last I'm night? I'm gone late sleep schedule, guys. Were you on Zoom having a cocktail party last night? <laughs> no, I was watching TV until late at night. What was I watching? Do you consider that part of your job? No, oh, no, I was watching these YouTube clips of like, <laughs> actually, it was people doing, it was like football players. It was like a mashup of football players doing like crazy catches in slow motion. What the wow. fuck? So you are an athlete. Were you high? <laughs> I was not high. So I you just... were watching like highlight reels of football <laughs> players doing good catches? <laughs> yes. Damn. <laughs> At what time in the night was this going on? Like three, I guess. Okay, I'm your therapist now. Oh, You're unraveling. You're unraveling and you need help. 3 a.m. watching <laughs> ESPN 3? <laughs> <laughs> ESPN three, Bruh, That is, I mean, how did, Carly, I like Carly, it. How did you're you like my, there? you're like my uncle. <laughs> yeah, do you live in Tampa? No, that was a <laughs> sick catch. I don't know what's that? been happening. Yeah, so basically, oh, is is your is your partner asleep next to you in bed while you're watching these highlight reels? No, he was completely part of it. Basically, what happened was Damn, okay. we. We just watched all of Last Chance You. Have you seen that documentary? Oh, okay, series? yes, yeah, I know what you're talking about. But you're so football was on the brain. Football's on the brain, and then watching <laughs> a lot of sport, been watching a lot of sports documentaries in general for some reason. I don't know why. Um, Cheer, I think, started it. Sure. And then it so just, you're working like, your way through a lot of gridiron classics right now. Yeah, but it is amazing. Like, have you ever watched? A, a real slow motion clips of football players catching stuff. Because um, I, 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 <laughs> this is this um, is when the edible kick in type shit right now. This is, this is really when the edible kick in type shit. <laughs> I you know I actually um, 
you know, I grew up in the South, so football is in my DNA. Um, and I hate it. And I think that I, I, I don't know if I can appreciate it the same way that you can. So, so just, yeah. so this is just a guy slow mo catching the ball good. That's it. Po- no, it's professional. I know, I know. A variety know. of professional. Oh, okay. The, I just meant is one guy. I was like, no, 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 no. no. We're talking like a, a we're talking like a we're talking like an Odell Beckham jump one handed like end zone yeah. moment. Okay, yeah, I mean no, that, exactly, is exactly that is exciting. That is what. What does the slow mo do for you? Well, they just show it once when <laughs> they do it, and then it's too fast. So you're like, what happened? Mm-hmm, and then they show mm-hmm. it again in slow motion, and you're like, oh, I can see now. Jason, in the DJ world, we call that running it back. And, oh, uh, I might be familiar. Yeah, bring it back, as Got they say, it. run it back. Yeah, thank yeah. you, thank you. No problem. No and problem. so you guys, so you grew up in Friday Night Lights, basically. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I mean, I grew up in in suburban Atlanta, where football is very important, and I, of course, wasn't a jock, and not that I had like issues with it. It was always just like this shit is whack to me, um, and right. I still, I, I just don't have any interest. I don't sports just. Following sports just doesn't interest me. I guess I'll watch basketball like casually because to me it's the most like athletic. Um, but I don't really – it doesn't – I don't know. I, just yeah, don't I guess growing up it was sort of like you know we don't want to be a jock because we're, yeah, I was we're like punk rock and bros. Punk and hardcore. Yeah, exactly. So right. then – but now ironically you have grown up into sort of a jock yourself, Chris. Yeah, but I consider what I'm doing like holistic wellness and treating my body well. <laughs> so it's a, it's a little different. Like I'm not – it's not macho. It's not jockey. It's more holistic than that. You're so. trying to get more lean than Yeah, I want to be, be as lithe and lean and muscular as possible and no gains, which football is, is obviously the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. Um, where, did you, where did you grow up? Me? Yeah. I guess obviously. Um, I grew up in, in the Hudson Valley, like in upstate New York. Like, like near the city, or like far, far. It's about an hour and a half north of the city. It's near um, Poughkeepsie, New Paltz. That okay, area. sure, sure, sure. So, so you were coming into the city on the weekends to get lit. No, I wasn't actually. Like my parents were really strict. It's a, it's a, like conservative Catholic sort of smaller town, um, and my parents were really strict growing up, so we weren't. I would never be allowed to just go on a train by myself. Like I had the earliest curfew of my friends kind of thing. What were you into in high school besides jocking? Yeah, jocking, like sort of meeting up my thighs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sort of meeting up my thighs. <laughs> Working on Pretty losing much. my thigh gap. Uh, yeah, <laughs> trying to pack like, my thighs. Um, I was very basic. I have to say, like, I remember for my 16th birthday, I got tickets to a Britney Spears concert in Albany and me and my friends, my mom drove me and my friends up to it. And we screamed all the lyrics of the Britney Spears CD out the window for two hours when we drove up and all the way back. And in hindsight, I'm just like, I had the best mom. Like, that's psychotic that you would do that for your kid. But that was the highlight of my whole adolescence. Um, So yeah, I was pretty basic. And then, uh, and then I kind of hit a wall and then, cause I was really good at school and I was like, I hit really, a wall with being basic and I realized I, I needed to figure it out, you know, <laughs> I to figure it out literally. And then 17, <laughs> I just became like a drug addict. I was like, went full hardcore other direction. I graduated high school. What? I was like, <laughs> what kind of like drugs? Senior? Like ecstasy and ketamine. Sick. Early yeah. ketamine user. 
damn. I moved Did you have a British boyfriend? Oh, okay, okay. No, I was living in London. Literally, I lived, it was so, people did so much K there. It was insane. I lived at one point with two K dealers at the same time. I didn't have an option. (laughs) Yeah, it's true, it's true. Yeah, Yeah, it's never, it's never waned. Don't worry. (laughs) Why is that? Because British people are cooler than us when it comes yeah. to nightlife. I think it's, I think. it's ketamine. When an American says it, it sounds kind of dorky, and when a British person says it, it sounds cool. That's why. God says cool, yeah. I think that also it gets there from India or something, right? Like they obviously have a like a better pipeline, quicker, quicker in the supply there. Yeah. <laughs> what? What? Why did you move there for college? Yeah, and, and I moved there technically to go to college. Um, I dropped out immediately, like in for the first semester. So I'm trying to figure all this out <laughs> in therapy, what was going on in my brain. But I think it was just that feeling of, I don't know if you had that feeling of growing up, trying really hard, like type A, school, sports, like being... No, you know, strict parents. Uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, you're talking to two losers. We were, and, we were uh, quite the opposite. I dropped out of high school in 11th grade. <gasps> did? That's yeah. cool, honestly. I, I respect that. I think it's cool sometimes, but part part of me really wishes I could be like a snob who went to like an Ivy League college. You know, I feel like that. Th- those are my two halves. It would be cool if you went back to college, Chris. That'd be a great reality show. Finally, mm-hmm. my calling. Chris goes to Brown. <laughs> 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 but did you finish high school ever? No. So no. then what did you Okay, I this just is- I worked. I mean, I just worked and then I started managing a band and we were successful and that was it. What was the band? Sorry, I should probably know this. They were called Cartel. It was like a top 40 like pop punk band in 2005, 6, 7. So Oh, cool. It, I mean, it was successful enough to like I was rich for a 24-year-old and could afford a lot of coke. Um, but I, but I'm, what I'm saying is, I, I you had a C class. Yeah, nothing to sneeze at. Nothing to sneeze at, but also nothing to write home about. Uh-huh. Um, but I did those are both and, cartel songs, by the way. No, shut up. Uh, and then, um, but that's what I that's what I did. But I don't think that like I was definitely I, I am definitely a Type A, but I did not apply that in school. And I would say Jason's probably the same way. One one thousand percent. Never like, cared never, much for school learning. Never cared. And I, I tested pretty well and like could have taken that route if I wanted to and just like could not be bothered. Chris, like, just was did, there a point did, in your in your mm-hmm. childhood school schoolings where you were actually excelling? Was there like a grade that you killed it? Yeah, like seventh, eighth grade, I got asked to take the SAT like as a as part of this like program and I te- I did really well on the SAT for mm. my age. But then I was like, sorry guys, like have you ever heard of fucking straight edge? Like this is lame, bro. This is <laughs> I like, can't be caught dead doing good on the SATs I'm out of exactly here. which is interesting because <laughs> because a lot a lot of hardcore and punk stuff is pretty literate and it's not like dumb dumb culture at least in Atlanta it wasn't dumb dumb culture mm-hmm. but I was just so focused on this other life that I had that school just like did not interest me like m- my life did not revolve around school at all that mm-hmm. makes sense but it's yeah do you think that it's quote cultural it was it's almost like peer pressure to not be good at school because of people you're around value other things i think it there's a peer pressure to be smart and like intelligent but there's a peer pressure to like fuck the system at the same time Mm -hmm. so i think that it's like a it's it's an interesting like dichotomy basically like you want to be smart but you have to do it on your own terms we had to get our our own education our own way yes yeah and it's and it it doesn't 
you you have to make the agreement with yourself that you're not going to have a a traditional job or career path that way. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. And do you feel like now that there is a little bit of I mean, because I relate to this in an ego way, where that still that gut feeling still persists. So now if you, you know, when you're successful, you have a cool podcast, people are like, oh, like, where'd you go to school? And you're like, I dropped out of college or I dropped out of high school. Like, is there a little bit part of you that's like feels like you won? Because it's like, fuck you, I didn't I wish system. I, I, like, I wish I felt like that, but I don't feel really anything towards it. I'm kind of just like I, that's just my path. I don't, you know what I mean? It's just kind of like I, I don't. Um, I think I think I when you're younger and you find success, then you you probably get a little bit of that. I was a monster. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. you're and you're like you, you you do get a little pride. I'm like, yeah, I, I did all this shit without going to school. Like you losers, you messed up. But then I think as you get older, you you start to miss some things about you know going to college or going to school. Well, I think. You can probably relate to this too, but I think it's just like living any sort of non-traditional lifestyle doesn't feel that edgy at this point. Do you know what I mean? Like, like be working for myself doesn't feel edgy. That's what everybody wants to do, you know? So it's like, I don't think mm-hmm. that, but I think 10 years ago, 15 years ago, it felt really edgy and like, you know, that that's just how things go. I think it's just a trend now to like, no one needs a job and that there's so many reasons for that, that people don't, don't want to work for a corporation or whatever, but you know, now it's just everybody's stealing. People my are definitely swag. dumber now. People are dumb as hell. That's true. Yes. So we're, the, we're trending dumb, and that benefits me greatly. Yeah. But people have been getting dumber since the the dawn of time, probably. It's true. It's a, it's it's. There's it's no. A fact. We, yeah. There's facts a grid. On. Well, how did you start? How did you start writing? Did you just do that for fun, or did it and then it turned into something, or did you set out to do that? Um, I. Uh. I went when I technically was going to college for like five minutes. I was like, Oh, I want to be a playwright. So there was like something there. But then basically I, I dropped out and I was living in this, um, like squatted commune, which is a story that I probably people are sick of hearing me tell. But like, I, it, it's basically a squad where you don't pay rent, right? So you live, we lived in this sort of abandoned hostel. Yes. We're, we're like, familiar with that. We're okay. okay. You've seen yeah. Fight Club. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, you know, hence living with multiple ketamine dealers. And so I didn't have to work really because I, my overhead was almost nothing. And you had a small um, nut. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My overhead was low. It <laughs> was low. So, um, I decided I was like, Oh, I'll start a blog and I'll, pra- I'll literally pra- practice writing. This was 2007. Um, so there wasn't any examples of like blogging being a job or bloggers being successful. Like this was pre all of that. It's when yeah. I always say like when I first started a blog spot, it was when the internet looked different. Like it was when people had black backgrounds on their blog spot with pink text yes. on top of it. Truly a different read. time. Truly a yeah. different time. I have no and idea like, what you're talking about. <laughs> Jason was Jason was in the club. He doesn't even remember the internet at that point. I, my blog spot was the cobrasnake.com. Thank you very much. Hey, oh, flex, big flex. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was a big fan of the cobra snake for sure. Uh-huh. Who um, wasn't? And yeah, there wasn't there wasn't that many pictures either. It was very like text. The internet was very text heavy. Anyway. So I started a blog to just be like, oh, I'm going to blog about what happens in our squat and I'm going to 
practice writing and then <laughs> squat talk then, this is a live blog for a squat so yeah, you guys can just follow along it would be like somebody left a skinned goat's head that they bought at the turkish market like in the middle of the hallway like who left the goat head here and it would just be like a picture of it and then i literally post it be like who left this here like that and then for some reason that blog became successful <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, that's it. well. It's a it's a it's a window into a life that most people don't understand. You know, you were you were focused. It was a focused blog, right? It was very. It was it was hyper focused. Yeah, it was, and then squat I, things. Yes, <laughs> it's a squat it's, thing. You wouldn't get it. it. It's a squat <laughs> thing. It was called. It's a squat thing. And then of course I got a job working for Vice from that. Because I mean, what else would the end of the story be? I would love. That's it. The whole story. I would love to make fun of you. You legally have to get offered a job by Vice (laughs) for doing that. Shane Smith has a deal with the devil. He has to give you a job. And then, because I was, I was, I have my vice dealings as well from the very early days. So I, I, I didn't, unfortunately, I didn't turn it into a TV show uh, or anything cool, but I was there. <laughs> he delivered, the he delivered the magazines to various record stores around town. I sure. did deliver, I did deliver, the, I was the Atlanta distributor and then moved on up to working with d- doing some brand activations in the, in the <laughs> Brooklyn office and, um, do it basically like doing Coke with dudes. Um, but the, uh, the show, what was your experience with, with Vice TV? Because I feel like it, it kind of worked, but kind of didn't in general as a network. Oh, yeah. Ooh, hot <laughs> question. I mean, the thing is, like, by but the it's time... But it's over now, right? Yeah, it doesn't exist anymore. I mean, yeah, it's, it's like I have a real love-hate relationship with Vice, obviously. I worked with them at various points for, like... A, dec- a decade, yeah. I mean, when I first, when I said I first time. got that job, um, I was probably twenty, and I was in London, and I started as an intern, right? And then I started writing. You know, they were like, "Come work, be an intern." Like, we like your blog, be an intern, which is funny to, to start out with. And then it's like writing freelance. And then by the time in New York when I was doing that show, um, it was ten years later, and obviously the company was like getting more quote corporate at that time. But you know, you're talking about doing coke. Like, I remember. <laughs> yeah, two thousand. Like, did they do coke eight. advice? Yeah, I've never heard about that. What is coke exactly? <laughs> it's like, it's so funny though. With the hindsight of like Me Too and and everything that's happened in the last few years, I was talking like when we in the vice office in the UK, we would just I was an intern. We would go out after work, then everyone would get drunk, then they would go back to the office, open it up, and we would just go to the office to do coke there. Like that so was sick. very normal. So sick. What a what a great time. Was this when the street was the streets really popping at this point? My favorite artist. Yes, the streets huge. It was like that. The whole God. Time. It was Gavin McGinnis was still going yeah. strong, do's and don'ts. But then but then so Vice went kind of like serious. I would say they were like, Okay, we gotta be serious now. Like we're going no- to Syria, no more dildos. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> or like Still, those are still allowed, but like you get like pushed down. Like the serial content, like pops up first when you open the app or whatever. All right, if if I hear about sex one more fucking time, we're trying to talk about Palestine. Like, do you not understand? (laughs) (laughs) But it was just like they don't have, they don't want to pay people any money. I mean, the, the the notorious anecdote is that when you're shooting, they make you pay for your own coffee. So. So that's insane. Like you're not getting paid a lot anyway. Then you, everyone gets a 15, 
dollar allowance for food every day on set. Shoot days are twelve hours, so for the person, for the producers or whatever, like yeah. they're working twelve hour days. Everyone else maybe a little less, but like fifteen dollars doesn't buy you food. And, all day, and this so. is not for your a little YouTube series. This is this is for a a network television. Program. Yeah, this is on cable. Yeah, I mean, and you're also you're the creator and the producer and the star. Damn, is that basically up. what we're talking about? Yeah. Oh no, so it's, at, it's crazy. They should at least give you forty five dollars. <laughs> I mean, at least, I mean, if you got three rolls, you know what I'm saying? Cash three checks. <laughs> no, it's so. I mean, I've never seen a uh, network operate like that where like everybody who used to work for them when they quit, like all like the host or the talent of the shows goes on Twitter and like immediate all caps, just, like blasts them. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, can you I know, destroys them. HBO just like, like <laughs> somewhat or like whatever, like leaves the, the office and then like goes on Twitter and it's just like, fuck ABC or whatever. Like yeah, they say. Yeah, yeah. They would Larry, never Larry David on Twitter telling HBO to CEO to fuck himself. Like, yeah, it's, not himself. it's not gonna but happen. It's just part of the culture that now. <clears throat> How many seasons did you do? We did two. Um, and then like whatever, my contract was over and then the um, network imploded. So it didn't really there wasn't like a talk about doing another one. <laughs> how how did it did on it count get, of the implosion? <laughs> yeah, on yeah. The, so we did not renegotiate because the network actually folded. Um, <laughs> so it was it was an unfortunate set of. Do set you of have any money that we could have? <laughs> <laughs> you guys got any cash? Or um, did so? I guess did you see? Because it was the thing about so Vice. The thing about Vice as a network is that as a as a member that identifies with Gen X, I have cable. But if you didn't have cable, it was you could watch it online, but it wasn't like being on TV the way like being on a sitcom is being on TV. Yeah, no, totally. Like this is this is not a joke, and it's not funny either. <laughs> I feel like I will laugh though. Still. <laughs> People would be like, like we would interview people in the show, and they'd be like, "Where can I find? Where can I watch it?" And I would be like, "Okay, um, <laughs> uh, like it's so common." You're like, "Bitch, I wish I knew." Uh, <laughs> can you download? You need to download this app and then enter this code, and then uh, we'll send you a survey. Um, <laughs> exactly. It's hard to find the fucking show. Like it is. I mean, now you can watch it um, if you go on. It's on Amazon, so you can go buy it. That's nice. That's nice. Yeah. But did you see? Did you? I guess what I'm asking is like, obviously I was aware of you before that because you know, you're speaking to me in some ways. And then, but, but did you see like fame happen? Like, did it, did it like, did something happen or was it just kind of like, I have a job now where I'm on TV? Oh, um, definitely. I think that the demographic expanded a little bit like that. That's what I did notice because usually, you know, like I've always done stuff on YouTube and there would be like the sort of the audience you would guess, like, teen girls and girls in their 20s would be like, I really like your book sometimes, right? Yeah, but then yeah. what was so weird is that the audience of Viceland was primarily middle-aged men. Yeah. So, hey, I want to I see Eddie Wong make some spicy shit. <laughs> I know. Like, literally my dad. Like, my dad <laughs> loved Viceland. He mourned the loss of Viceland and nothing to do with me. <laughs> Maddie, Matheson, Maddie Matheson is sick. You're I love cool fries, too, dude. though. You're cool too, though, man. <laughs> Thanks, dude. Thanks, dude. Thanks, dad. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Um, <laughs> but sometimes I would get like a construction worker dude just be like, "Hey, I, I I really like your stuff," and I was like, "That's cool. That honestly makes me feel cool." That's do you think? Uh, do you think it opened up? I mean, it did open up opportunities. Can I buy wise. photos of your feet? 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I need both. How much for both? Um, is that a do, you, do you think it opened up doors though? I mean, it was definitely worth doing from a career standpoint. Totally. Did and you become is, friends with celebrities? Is what we were asking you. Celebrities? No, honestly. Yeah, it's did like Quentin Tarantino DM you? You know, stuff like that. Uh, <laughs> he did not. Let's see. Oh, one time, um, though. <laughs> Uh, Miranda July tweeted at me that she liked my show. So does that count? <laughs> mm, mm, we were hoping a little bigger than that. I'll take it. But, I'll take it. But I'll, Chris isn't in love with it. We'll say that. I'm not in love with it. I don't. I don't fuck with Portland celebrities. Only New York or LA. Um, she lives in Mount Washington. I think I, I've seen her there. Mount Washington know. is basically Portland. So I'm not going. I'm not going there. I will agree um, with that. <laughs> Well, also, Jason and I were talking before this, and I would love to talk about your your role on the the Joe Swanberg Netflix show. Oh yeah, because we both saw that and kind of forgot about it until today. Um, and I think that what was that experience? Did you like doing it, or because that show's kind of weird, where every episode is totally different? Is is the whole point correct? Yeah, that was so so fun. So it's like a it's an anthology series on Netflix called Easy. There was three seasons, so. I just did. Oh, it's called an anthology. It's called an anthology. I've never heard that term before. Yeah, it's like one of an anthology series is when like the it's like so is um, high maintenance is technically okay, one. I okay, think. okay. So mm. each episode are cool. about different characters. So I was just yeah. like in one of the main characters in just one of the episodes of a longer series. But um, it was so fun because just that was one of my favorite shows. The reason I was on the show is because I'm friends with the guy who made it. I'm not usually an actor, but um, that show is so good i think and i it's it's basically primarily about sexuality and relationships i would say it's about people living in um chicago and just their lives and in the similar way to how high maintenance is about different characters of people living in new york but what i think that both of those shows do so well is that you feel so invested in these characters lives even though they're getting only like 25 minutes of screen time you're like crying you care so much about them i mean some shows fail to do that in 10 hour long episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. I, I thought I agree with that. And I mean, high maintenance is like pretty at this point considered like one of the best shows on TV, I think generally by a lot of people. Um, yeah. But that format, I think, is a little confusing for maybe the regular ass bro. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Because it's, it's like I like I, I like um, that. What's I'm sorry. What's it called again? I just forgot the name of the show. Easy. Easy, yeah, I liked Easy, um, but even I had a tough time. Like, I would want more from some people, uh, and I wasn't getting it. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, right, give right. me more. But I know that's the, also the whole point. That, there are um, there are pros and cons to an anthology series. You 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 find one, yeah, like one episode of of high maintenance, and you you're like, I love these characters. I never want them to go away, and then they go away. True <laughs> or more easy, deep, Jason. Fuck Easy, me. but you were you were good on it, were, and you were in it with with podcast God Mark Marin, correct? Yes. Oh my God! But we didn't um, meet then. I have since met him at a party and like did that thing where I was like, which is true. This is true. But like, I mean, what like, do you mean you didn't meet him? him? What'd you say? What do you mean you didn't meet? Him? I didn't meet him like on set. Like it wasn't like we were shooting together. But we were yeah, they were different. But it's the same episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. 
but like, um, I met him and I was like, I just think that you were so good. Um, I think you're such a great actor. You're so good on easy, which I do think is true. But like, you know, when you're like, I'm complimenting for someone for the thing that they don't usually get complimented for. And I feel like I'm very aware of that. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Mm. Yeah. I understand. I, I really think he's such a good actor. I like him more as an actor than I do a person. (laughs) Um, I think he needs the right role and he can be a good actor. Well, apparently that that one the, the wrestling show is fucking popping. People love that shit. Yeah, that's Blow. not my thing. I don't think. Not my thing. I've no. never watched it. I don't I believe women should wrestle either. Thank you, thank you, Jason. I love when Jason gets political on this podcast. Um, well, this do, doesn't suit them. What, what are you What are you doing now? Like, what's the What's in? I know you you wrote something else, correct? Yeah. Well, guys. Okay, I have to say. Um, Other than filing for I'm, unemployment, what are you up to? Yeah. I'm almost embarrassed to say this because I just feel like this is maybe what every person is saying, but I'm producing a podcast, which is uh, a mini series, a podcast mini series, which is about love stories, like love and sex stories of people specifically now in, while in quarantine. Which Damn, is you're really, next week. fuck, did somebody, but somebody paid you for yours. That's the difference. Nah, mate. I'm doing it all by myself. <laughs> I tried to sell it. And everyone more tried. of that, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, more of that. That's how we talk off pod. No, so. mate. <laughs> so you're saying that that you, a Hollywood-connected director, writer, and actress, can't even get a podcast funded in this climate? I don't no, think mate. anyone can. Like, <laughs> well, first of all, I think I just, we pushed it to a few networks, and then they were kind of like, cool, so it – it's going to stop right before it can like really pick up steam and make any money. No, thank you. Also, apparently people aren't really listening to podcasts as much right now. I would have thought the opposite. Did you know that? Our numbers are not They're... reflecting that lie. But maybe some of these, some of these other little podcasts aren't doing some, numbers, some but... podcast formats have been thriving and many have been not thriving Two two white guys, bullshitting thriving <laughs> News not thriving. Not thriving at all. N- news is thriving. News is um, thriving. You know, certain formats like that, news and corona updates and, and stuff like that is is thriving. Podcasts about sports, obviously not thriving so much because there are no sports. Podcasts, you know, true crime stuff, people don't want to hear about dying right now, which is good because true crime was thriving for too long, if you ask me. So it had its moment. It, there's, what's it called? There's a backlash against it having a backlash really it i mean there there needs to be a true crime backlash i'm yeah, so there sick. is i don't want to hear any of that i only it's want the one positive of coronavirus <laughs> there well, have been a few but that the, this the, podcast the, the, the demise of quibi the demise <laughs> of true crime podcasts both of those are making me very happy <laughs> wait so are yours you? your podcast how how long has it been going on it's been like this three our, weeks yeah this is our 11th episode i think it does it feel good because I no I mean oh. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever had like a wisdom tooth removed? That's what this feels like three times a week. But yeah, pe- oh like pod- podcasting has gone down because commuting has gone down for <laughs> sure. But also, like I think right now more than ever, people people need that escape. They need a little bit of like just your your girls or your guys or your friends who you can just listen to people talk just so you can hear how other humans are talking. And then you can, you know, agreed. Learn how I mean, to also talk in this time. Totally. Jason, 
I think Jason and I have also done podcasts on and off together for years. So I think it feels nice for us personally. So I don't really care. <laughs> like, I think it's fun yeah. to do and I enjoy doing it. It gives me some purpose a few days a week. And that's like enough for me. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't, obviously mm-hmm. it's going to explode and go to number one on every platform, but that wasn't <laughs> the goal. One of the things I've always loved about doing a podcast is it allows you to connect with other people in a way that you probably would have been too lazy to before. And we need that now more than ever as I don't want to FaceTime or hang out or any of those things with any of my friends or my girlfriend's friends. I just, I'm cool with doing none of that. So this is a good way to connect with Chris three times a week and then, you know, guests like you and making new friends. It's, It's great. Yeah, I think we're meeting, we're having a lot of people on that are in our general networks, but I've never met before. You know what I mean? So I think that is fun. And that's, I, I mean, that kind of always happens with podcasts, but it feels more important now than it does in, in non-core life. Mm. Yeah, I agree. It, it's totally true that it's a way to connect with people sort of at a distance to not it's voyeuristically connect. Um, yeah, and that makes it even better because before, if you were like, hey, we should we should do a podcast sometime. And then some people are turned off by the idea of like going into a stranger's living room and then like having to do the whole thing of like, now we're friends, even though I don't like you. Like you can just do one hour and then it's done forever. I know it's funny though, just because there's something embarrassing about saying you have a podcast just because everyone has a fucking podcast. Like my boyfriend was making me laugh so hard the other day because he was (laughs) saying like, you know how everybody has, like, you know, it's normal. It's like everyone has an Instagram or a social media. He was like, do you think in the future everyone will have a podcast in the way that they have social media? Like, it'll just be, like, a link, and you can always hear them talking throughout the, like, that it'll be, like, a feed that you can just play, like, Instagram stories where they just keep switching for you, where it's just everyone, ha- all your friends say stuff into their phone and then it will just like play on on a loop can you give him my email address this is an idea i would like to develop and sell to a venture capitalist just let me know i mean you know everyone had a blog at some point and then we we killed that so who knows yeah, because you would never have to talk to your friend. Like, you know, you could just put it on in your car and then, you know, you're saying like, hey, mm-hmm. guys, just woke up this morning. I'm making coffee. So then you always know what your friends are doing. You never have to talk to them. <laughs> I think you've that, just, that, you've is that is beneficial. That is beneficial. Never having to talk to my friends would be sublime. That's, that's <laughs> kind of how Twitter was when it first began. That's true. Just giving useless updates about your life in text format. Yeah, which I never was. Just, I just had a burger <laughs> for the for the win. <laughs> Shit posting. That's what I've gotten really into. What I've started to do now, like a, a new quarantine hobby, is reviewing stuff online. Oh no! <laughs> because oh, no. are you okay? <laughs> no, because I was like, then I, this is how. That's fine because I've always liked like giving good reviews to restaurants that I like, like finding like the Thai restaurant near my house and like writing some really nice thing about the waiters that live work there or whatever. But you know that that you're going crazy. And I was like, I think I'm going to start reviewing countries on Yelp and then like make it into an art project. Ooh, <laughs> reviewing just a country on so so countries have Yelp pages. Yes, no, like ev- everything does. Thing. Everything has Yelp. Like if you look Google New York City, like. The Yelp, like, there will be a review that come up, uh-huh. and you're like, "What?" And then, like, the people that 
what psychos just go to New York City and they're like, <laughs> me? It's fine. You apparently not worth you. It. Um, it's okay. It was a little busy. Kind of smelled bad. Sabaro. There were great. a lot more streets than I realized there were going to be. Uh, three and a half. <laughs> yeah. I used to go on Yelp and and check out reviews of jails. But cities is good. <laughs> cities is really good. That's super funny. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad to hear you're spending your time so wisely in the, in the bar. It, it, I thought. I thought you were gonna be like, yeah, I've got two new shows in development. I'm doing a podcast. I'm reviewing cities on Yelp. It's pretty good. So you, what what country have you given a good review to recently? Well. I haven't been really giving any good reviews at all. The point is that you have to give shit reviews. The point is you have to review countries that you haven't been to and you're just like, "Mm, probably wouldn't bother. Sweden, probably wouldn't bother. 1010 wouldn't go. (laughs) I've heard everything I need to hear about Turkey and I'm all set. Yeah. (laughs) Two stars. Dude, this is like not even funny, but it's funny to me and I think that that's a bad sign. No, that's fine. You're right. And that's something that we can stand behind here. That's we, don't we do that af- all the time. Yeah, don't be afraid to share things that other people will not like if you <laughs> like them. That's all that you know matters. What? Yeah, you know what, Carly? Fuck the haters. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is a place to talk about all the stuff that you assume other people will not find interesting. This is the exactly. media. That's well, this core, this is yeah. this is where you because like I I have a lot of those things all the time where like this is a funny thing or wouldn't this be cool and then I just tell it to my girlfriend and she's like that's not funny or cool but then on this podcast I'll talk about it and then four white dudes will be like yes exactly and then I'll feel good. Jason's a genius. He only hears it from people he doesn't know. <laughs> Do you guys mm. do you guys know what your demographic is, and does that, um, if so, does it ever surprise you? No, I know exactly who the demographic is, and it's unfortunately not surprising. <laughs> it's fucking, is? it's fucking white dudes in flyover cities with <laughs> tattoos, really, and like, and a Chemex. Yeah, a hundred. I can pull up the stats right now. I'm sure our listeners would would like to hear that. Is it the Joe Rogan set? No, there's no incels, hopefully, or Republicans. <laughs> there's probably some Republicans. The The geographic location, 73% in America, United States, 8% God damn, Canada. God bless. And then it goes Canada, United Kingdom, Australia. Jason's got a big following in Australia. Okay. I can't shake those guys. And then <laughs> gender. You can't shake them. 70, 77% male, 22% female, 1% non-binary wow that's good glad see we're modern you're relevant and then age age range 28 to 34 is is the peak and then 23 to 27 35 to 44 and then 18 to 22 but where where in america though does it specify or not really um oh california 23 percent. new york 21 percent. then it goes texas illinois washington texas Texas, Texas is surprising, surprising, but but California, New York are head and shoulders above all the other states for obvious reasons. I mean, I just think some of them don't even have the internet. That's true. That's a good point. Some of these flyover states, I don't even know what goes on there. I mean, (laughs) Pennsylvania, I don't know. Oh God. Oh, I mean, (laughs) but I think that we know exactly the demo is, but I think also we're giving them. I mean. Our guests have so far have been pretty wide ranging. I think as far as our demo goes, like I, I don't I don't know if we're introducing them to people, but it's maybe definitely people they're not that familiar with. Right, I know. I uh, 
But that's cool. I mean, you guys seem like you've been doing this together for a long time. You guys have a good rapport. I don't know if anyone's ever told you that. <laughs> Thank you. We well, love to you hear. Know, it's because Jason and I are real friends, and that shines through on the airwaves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> we don't truly need, care. Yeah, if you took all the money and fame away, we would still talk like this. <laughs> exactly. I don't. I you know. I, I tell my bodyguard to leave when Jason's around. You know, that's the kind of friends that we are. That's 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 kind of how we rock. So. <laughs> You know, um, but yeah, it's, it's fun to do and it's fun to have guests and meet new friends and we'll probably continue to do it post core because like, I think this situation pushes you to do things like this that you should have done before. Jason, I should have done this fucking five years ago. Like no yeah, question. hundred percent. And I should have done this cooking show five years ago too. So it's, it's like for us, it's, it's, it's pushed us in a direction that we needed to go. And if hopefully there's some monetary gain, if not, you know, get some more followers on Twitter, which is cool too. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's all for ego. No, I'm it, I'm excited because I think that I've never done a podcast because I was like, there truly was part of me that was just like, there is so many that I feel like, what the fuck am I going to talk about? But mm-hmm. then this is again probably something that no one cares about. But like, I think working writing scripts, it's so frustrating that working in tv where everything takes so long that you can be working on stuff for years that never that might never happen and the idea of i think what's cool about coronavirus is like the rise of just (laughs) i'm glad i have a clean audio of that yeah we're gonna isolate that what's cool about coronavirus coronavirus when it comes to my own personal um (laughs) all the (laughs) self-discovery self-discovery is that um it's just between you to do sort of more DIY immediate stuff. Yeah. I guess I, I shouldn't link it to coronavirus or more just like <laughs> solitude and quarantine. Yeah. Quarantine. Yeah. Um, you're, you're able, you're able to just hit record, talk for an hour and then, you know, bing, bang, boom, five minutes later, it's on, it's on everyone's cell phone across the world. That's, that's an yeah, amazing I mean, we thing. Put, yeah. Having the episodes come out three times a week and they come out like this will come out tomorrow. You know what I mean? I think that is also, I can do that. I think like laboring over it in this time seems unnecessary. It's much, you're right. I think it's feeding the streets is more important than perfection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's right, the other, exactly. that's the other great thing about podcasting is there, there can be so many different types. You can have the super scripted produced this American lifestyle one where each episode takes five months to make, or you can just do it Joe Rogan style and hit record and hit a bong for three hours and boom. It's up, it's up the next day. We're somewhere in between. Say, and then everywhere in between. I have to say, I am a really big fan of Joe Rogan, and this triggers people, but I, it's the reality of who I am. What do you, what so do you, you like you, about him so much? <laughs> um, I like the guests that he has on. I mean, obviously I not like all of them. I mm. like his body. I like his neck, maybe. <laughs> Like that neck meat. I get a that feeling neck, I can't get that, both of my hands around it, you know? That neck is looking like some high school thighs, if you know what I'm saying. Kielbasa's <laughs> <That's> <laughs> about to bust. He, he fully looks crazy, though. Like, I don't understand that. That body, I guess, is appealing to people. I'm, I don't understand it. But um, I have a Joe Rogan hoodie. Um, okay okay oh, all right well thanks thanks for being here uh, <laughs> really, really nice this is you. very cool 
<laughs> so my, my boyfriend got it to me for my birthday, even though he hates Joe Rogan, which I thought That's pretty was pretty like funny. Truly, truly, yeah, like a uh, good present. So it's like a hoodie with Joe Rogan's face on it. I don't usually wear it out that much because it's just yeah, too no much. Shit. It's too much. <laughs> but I do, find, <laughs> I do find that when I wear it out, I make friends with every Uber driver. Every Uber driver really? loves fucking Joe Rogan. Immediately, I bond so hard. And so, if I'm in the mood to talk when I'm in an Uber, I wear that sweatshirt. And well, it's because they're it's the, they're literally <laughs> confined to an automobile for eight hours a day and have to give. Well, I, I guess audio. that is that is one thing about Joe Rogan that that we can all appreciate is is his proficiency of releasing. You know, like he we're we feel like we're doing a lot of work by doing three episodes a week. He's doing like four or five, and each one is three hours long. He, if you're an Uber driver, you love him because he just. There's always six hours of new things to listen to every day. That's true. I like it. Yeah, but I don't know. The thing that it, it not just, and he likes talking about bears and, and yeah. eagles and stuff. That's the kind of stuff that I've surprised <laughs> myself that I like. And like, those tigers are really powerful. Right, right. When you said that, I got a thing on my phone that said uh, this Joe Rogan episode is uh, is up for download. Do you guys not like it? You guys don't like to hear him talk about just like vitamins for 45 I, I just think it's like smart talk for dumb people is how I describe that genre of content where it's like – You're not wrong. People yeah. who are who, – who like agree with him once and then take his word as gospel no matter what subject it's on. And it's like I would listen to him talk about like working out and fitness maybe and fear factor. But anything else, I'm kind of good. Like him, him talking about politics and like and 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 conspiracy theories and shit. Like I'm fully out on that. Like I'm fully out. I I cannot deal. I just cannot deal. I think he's dumb, but he's smart. I don't know. I, I don't know that doesn't make much sense. But I think you both know what I mean. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. I I think the thing that you know, I, I, there's a lot of things about him that I don't like, but I do, I do like listening to him sometime. I mean, I will listen if there's a guest on that I think is interesting, but usually not every episode, but I will, um, I like that he kind of operates in a world where like Chappelle is sort of in that same world of comedians who really are believing in preserving the art of being able to say whatever you want and not being afraid to offend people in this current day and age, not very many people are, are able to do that with a platform as big as they are. Fair. That's true. Yeah. That kind of, immune, like I can't, imagine, I mean, like Chappelle Rogan, if they were going to be canceled, it would have already happened. Like some people do seem to be above that or just like, not even above it, but just sort of like to the left of it. Like, in yeah, a they've, yeah, they've created their own lane and their fans. Cause they, care. they can sort of like, they know that they're, they're go- they have enough of a following that they can say whatever they want and they'll be fine. And you know, it's not like a a Louis C.K. situation where they're never they're not really going to do anything that is like creepy and wrong. They're just going to say something like, you know, racist Bush or, or you know, or Bush like 9/11 or say 5G, 5G you know, make you a joke about a trans person or something. They're never going to get a full Louis C.K. style cancellation. Well, Louis C.K. just posted a special on his website. I want to see some numbers on that. I, I, bet, it, that. I bet it did numbers. I bet it did numbers. I'm, I'm, are you going to watch it? I mean, I'm, I love his show. But I, I used to love it, too. 
I never lo- I never loved him that much. I, I mean, used to I hit the, the bong and watch the hell out of some Louie and be like, damn, bro. I like the show more than the stand-up, of course, but like, I think that, I mean, I think guys like that can fully exist and have a full career on like this weird second level if they're releasing stuff directly. Like, I don't think, I think he's big enough and people relate to him enough that he can go be a millionaire and without ever having to deal with the mainstream public again. And in like a, in like a super celebrity kind of, that's exactly what he's doing. I know it's smart. I mean, that's but all I, I, I think that he should, I think that he should have released this special six months ago, a year ago. No, I, I, I think he should have just released it for free mm-hmm. as like a little olive branch offering. My, my G might uh, need some cash, bro. He might need some cash. He does not need cash. He has Dude, a he lot might, of fucking got, money. I think he got divorced, bro. You know how that shit goes in California. They take yeah. a half, bro. That's a good point. He was in New York. Oh, okay. Fair enough. But he might have got married in California. You never know. These celebrities, you know how it is. They bounce back and forth. New York, LA, where are they? I don't know. <laughs> he, he makes so much money. I think, I don't, I don't think, you know, enough people. It's one of those things where like he, he's selling it for like seven ninety nine, and he'll probably sell what a hundred thousand, no, 50,000, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe not I mean, even that. Maybe 30,000. That's 30, a lot 000. of money. It has nothing to do with money. It's all ego. That's the only reason these guys care about coming back. You're right. But like, the, the same ego. way I think that like HBO should just be free for the quarantine. I think it is. I think a lot of it is right now. Right. Really? Why? I think, yeah. Uh, they're, yeah, they're opening the floodgates a little bit. It's, it's, I mean, it's great marketing. You get people hooked on HBO and then once, once yeah, the floor's off, a, then you start charging. I think that's a smart move. I mean, I think that's like what a lot of people are betting on is that like, we're going to do this now and it will result in us. I mean, they probably have the data to back it up too. Like this will result in us getting more subscribers six months from now when blah, blah, we start charging again, et cetera, et cetera. And I think can, it's really smart. And dress it up as a philanthropic effort instead of, of a marketing tactic. We win, love win, dressing win. up things as philanthropic efforts. That's one of my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> and why do you guys say, why are you guys happy about Quibi? No, Quibi's trash. That's all. We, I, I hope that I hope that Quibi dies in the quarantine because because it came out in a time where there, the whole business model was it's it's only available on your phone. It's not going to be available on any other screen. And then it came out in a time where no, you know the the screen usage on your phone is going down and being replaced by your TV T- or your computer. So I just want, I I have like a personal vendetta against Quibi for no reason. I just want to see it die. I don't like, I don't like. Do they not buy your show? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, they just like, you know, they have like a chance the rapper is, is hosting MTV punked on it. Like that's all you need to really hear. That's, that's a jailable offense. That's a jailable (laughs) Big jail. I mean, I think it's also like they're doing a bunch of like, bite-sized content i don't want 10 minutes like i think that's annoying yeah, i don't, don't talk here joe rogan talk about vitamins for three hours exactly three hours exactly exactly yeah the no, only people I, who want 10 little quick bites are like cleaning ladies on the train you know like that's it yeah that's true that's true um all right guys damn we did numbers here we almost went an hour and a half carly wait shut up really shut up yeah time flies Why? when you're making perfect you guys are content. very funny you guys are funny, and you guys are fun to talk to. That's what I have to say. Wow, God bless thank you. you. You can leave that on the How Long Gone Yelp page um, <laughs> if you just go ahead and search that. It'll, we it'll think you are funny and fun to talk to as well. Yeah, I'm so glad Ryan, Ryan O'Connell, friend of the show, put us in touch because um, 
I, uh, like I said, I've been aware of your, your catalog for a long time. So it's nice to connect virtually. Yeah, ditto. Um, and I'm sorry, I didn't realize you were recording at the beginning and was probably saying unrelated things. No, 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 it's fine. If, if there's anything that pops up, um, I'll talk to the AV team um, and we'll take care of it. <laughs> um, can, can you give our listeners a little um, info or tidbit about your new podcast that is going to be debuting soon? Yeah, so it's called Love in Quarantine and it's basically me talking to people who have really specific stories about um, whether it's like you know, a guy who's quarantining with his like new partner and his ex because they all got trapped together. Hell yeah. (laughs) Hell yeah. Is that a real thing that happened to someone? Yeah. It's like this guy in like France who is like his new boyfriend and his ex-boyfriend or like, um, but I mean, just like funny stories. We're talking to this like cam girl who is, has, you know, an expert in FaceTime sex who's going to help people like know how to like light their room so that they don't look gross when they're jerking off on camera um things like that it's just like fun like optimistic stories about sex and love during this time so the plan is for it to come out on friday um pending approval on the app store itunes or whatever Mm -hmm. (laughs) nice well this is so this is the first stop on your press tour we're really glad to have you thank you (laughs) yeah thank you guys so much congratulations on your podcast (laughs) thank you this is the first stop on our press tour too um (laughs) Can you tell them, I mean, not that they need to know because you oh, know, yeah. you're well known, but can we, can we drop the at, please? Sure. So I am at Sledever on Twitter and I'm at Carly Sledever on Instagram and I write a column for Vogue that's about sex and relationships, which is called Breathless, which is all on Vogue.com. You know what? I'm just, I don't think I follow you, so I'm going to have to go blast the follow right now myself. Um, I hope that your team follow back. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. Who sings today, Who sings that song Breathless? Is that Shania Twain? Who does that? The Coors. Uh, the Coors. Yeah, that's right. right. That's right. I didn't um, even re- re- why do I remember that? That is so crazy. I haven't thought about it in forever. No one's ever mentioned well, that after your no, vlog no column being called it. that? No, because it's sort of after the movie. Yeah. Um, you've heard of the French New Wave film? Not no, the, Jason's not really It's named like after that. the Coors song from <laughs> 2002. Jason's from Orange County. He doesn't know about New Wave. They don't do that there. Look, I'm a, I'm a DJ, so I will... <laughs> if it was a song, then I will... That's what I'll, I'll say. Okay, fair enough. I know both because I'm really well-rounded. Um, <laughs> fuck you, Chris. Carly, thank you again for joining us. Good luck with the podcast. Good luck with television. Good luck with Hollywood. Um, it can be a harsh town. This is a hard time. Good Thanks. Good luck with your families and your running. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Um, and we will talk to you soon. Okay. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.